As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for WKBL Sports with Adam and Chad. Coming to you every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. from the 51 Radio Studios in Covington, Tennessee on WKBL 1250 AM. And now, the hosts of WKBL Sports, Adam Craig and Chad Gatlin. Another Saturday, another edition of WKBL Sports. March 29th. No, March 30th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Almost safe for food. Wait, wait a minute. No, it is the 29th. Yeah, it's the 29th. Yeah, we're getting ahead of stuff. Regardless, Sunday, yeah. regardless, it's uh, WKBL Sports. It's With Adam and Chad, I'm Chad. He's Adam. We'd love to hear from you here on the show. We've got a couple different ways you can do that. Adam's going to let you know. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com, WKBL Sports. Also on Twitter, at WKBL Sports. After the show, podcasts will be available on iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker.com, TuneIn Radio app, Stitcher Radio app, and also on the Facebook, as always. And if you want to shoot us an email, WKBLSports at gmail.com. All right. Got a good show today, but let's kick it all off with our weekly sports update. We call it the Rundown. The Rundown is brought to you by US 51 Country Classics, WKBL 1250 AM. Brighton High School has named their new head football coach, and it will be a familiar face. Softball coach Robin Jacobs will take over duties immediately and will continue to coach softball for the remainder of the season. Jacobs has been an assistant in football since the program began in 1996. No word yet on whether he will continue his softball duties next year. The University of Tennessee Balls were eliminated from the dance yesterday as they lost a nail-biter to Michigan, 73-71. Michigan led by as many as 15, but the Balls balls, (laughs) fought back to contend at the end and just came up short. Kentucky squeaked by Louisville after being behind nearly the whole game to become the second SEC team to advance to the Elite Eight after Florida. And as of last night, Memphis men's basketball assistant Jason Gardner has accepted the head coaching position at IUPUI and will be leaving the Tigers staff. He was on Josh Pastner's staff last year after leaving Loyola. Now you're caught up. That's the Rundown, brought to you by US 51 Country Classics, WKBL, 1250 AM. Now we got a good show for you today. we got uh, coming up. Uh, first, we're going to have an interview with Chris Raby from KMOX in St. Louis. He also does pre- and post-game for the Cardinals. He's going to talk a little Cardinals baseball. Uh, last night's game got canceled. 
between the Cardinals and the Redbirds. This interview, remember, took place before that. Uh, then we're going to talk uh, college football got a uh, landmark or possible, what could possibly end up being a landmark decision in court, uh, in labor court, uh, about uh, players' union. Then we're going to talk, of course, March Madness, Sweet 16, and the upcoming games in the Elite Eight, including Florida and Dayton right here in Memphis. But first, like I said, we're going to bring in, uh, well, I'm going to play for you actually an interview a couple of, that I did a couple of days ago. This was before we knew that the Redbirds Cardinals game would get canceled. But uh, I had an interview with Chris Raby from KMOX, and here is that interview. Joining me now is former Memphis sports talker and Tipton High School football announcer on this family of stations, Chris Raby. He's now the host of Sports Hub on KMOX in St. Louis and also a radio personality for St. Louis Cardinals baseball pre- and post-game. Chris, how are you liking life in St. Louis? Loving it, man. Good to hear from you. Actually excited to uh, spend the weekend in Memphis and taking the Cardinals into Memphis Redbirds game, and everything's good up here. Good to hear from you guys in Covington. The Cardinals season is getting ready to crank up with that exhibition uh, here at AutoZone Park on uh, Friday. How is this year's team uh, shaping up as compared to last year? You know, I think the expectations are high. Obviously, they I think overachieved in the eyes of a lot of people last year based on some of the injuries and other things that they dealt with over the course of the season, but they addressed a couple of needs in the offseason, adding Johnny Peralta at shortstop, adding a center fielder and Peter Borges, a right-handed bat off the bench, and Mark Ellis, and the pitching staff is back, you know. Michael Waka obviously will have a full season under uh, his belt at the end of this year if all goes according to plan. I think the expectations are high for the pitching staff, and uh, likewise, I think everyone is very, very excited. You brought up Johnny Peralta, and uh, he that was a big controversy bringing him in because he was straight off a PED uh, suspension. How how's he fitting in with the team, and is that has that kind of died down in St. Louis? Yeah, it totally died down. And I was down at spring training for a month, and the first month of spring training, and it was really a non-issue. You know, uh, he addressed it, the team addressed it. Uh, I think he's always been a liked guy in his clubhouse wherever he goes. Former. Tigers manager Jim Leland spoke very, very highly about Johnny. So, yeah, it's been a non-issue. I think he's gotten along with his teammates very, very well. I was actually talking to someone about it earlier today, and I said it's been a fairly boring spring training in terms that there have been no major injuries, there have been no major controversies, there have been no major battles, and I think it's been a good thing. Uh, now, you said that also you were talking about uh, Walker and Wainwright, obviously, returning to the uh, starting pitching staff for the Cardinals. Uh, what's the release staff look like this year? You know, it's good. Obviously, one of the guys that there was the most buzz around this spring was Carlos Martinez, who was in competition for that fifth starter job with Joe Kelly. He heads to the bullpen where they're very excited about the prospect of using him in the eighth inning. You know what you have in Trevor Rosenthal. He's faced 24 batters this spring and given up only two hits. He's been absolutely fantastic, and we know the arm that he has. Kevin Segrist is a lefty who throws 97, 98 miles an hour, and then you may get Jason Mott back sooner than you thought. So certainly you've got some real, real fireballers in the back of that bullpen, and I think you've got some guys that you can use in some awfully tough situations, and I think Mike Matheny and his entire staff and the entire organization is very, very excited about what's going to be in the bullpen this season. Now, Rosenthal gives you some consistency at closer uh, as far as holding leads, but it seems like he, in the save department he he seems to fall short more than he gets saves. Now, I know it's a small sample size to base it on, 
but will they look for another closer, or is Rosenthal the guy? No, he's the guy. And, again, he didn't take over the position until the end of last year when we saw Edward Mujica uh, really, really struggle. And we saw Edward Mujica kind of run into a wall. He had been great for the Cardinals up until a point last year. But when Trevor Rosenthal took over that position and took over the uh, closer position last year at the end of the season and then into the postseason, because it really wasn't until the end of September when he took over the closer position, he only blew one save from September 23rd until the end of the year, October 30th. Uh, he was very, very good. He really... Uh, only gave up four hits in the entire month of October in the postseason. Um, so I think they're very comfortable with him. He's also been developing a couple of his other pitches this offseason. I know that he's uh, kind of had to be convinced that maybe he should be a closer because I think at some point in his career he wants to start. But he was very, very good. We know the kind of electric stuff that he has, and the Cardinals are very excited about watching him close out games. And with Carlos Beltran now at the Yankees, who do you think is going to be the home run leader this year? Huh. Yeah, it's uh, a good question. Obviously, I think you naturally think about Matt Holliday, uh, who's had a very good spring as well. I think you also wonder what you're going to get out of Matt Adams. Both those guys, I think, have 30-plus home run potential. Holiday has been so, so good this spring and really had a very, very good second half of last season. I know that uh, sometimes people – Maybe like to pick on Matt Holiday a little bit. I know that sometimes Cardinal fans always aren't thrilled with him for whatever reason, but man, was he fantastic last year, and was he really, really fantastic in the second half of last season. Um, I think you expect a lot out of Matt Holiday this year, and I think he probably is the guy uh, who leads you in home runs. Who do the uh, who do the Cardinals have on the farm team down here at the Redbirds that could get the call early in the season this year? A lot of guys. I think that Obviously, we know that Oscar Tavares has been dealing with a couple injuries, so we'll set him aside for a minute. But two outfielders in particular that were very, very impressive during the spring were both Stephen Piscotty and Randall Gritchick. Piscotty, a guy they drafted out of Stanford. He played in college for three years. He was a third baseman that they now transitioned to right field. Uh, was pretty good in the outfield and was very, very good at the bat. Was also a guy who was the MVP of the Arizona Fall League. Also, Randall Gritchick was acquired in that deal for Peter Borges that sent David Freeze to the Angels. He comes over to the Cardinals, a right-handed bat with a whole lot of power, hit 22 home runs in the Texas League last year. I think both of those guys are very, very intriguing with the bat. Um, and as far as pitchers, I think you look at Tyler Lyons, uh, who is someone who will be the guy, if there are injuries, will be the first line of defense, the first guy that they're going to keep stretched out and will head up and pitch for the Cardinals this year. I think the Redbirds are going to be awesome this year. They obviously have a whole lot of talent. They obviously have a whole lot of guys, too, to be honest with you, that would be on opening day rosters for a whole lot of other teams in Major League Baseball. That sounds like it's going to be a good year for both squads, and it'll be good to go out and see. I was wondering about the rule change that came in this year and what the feeling was uh, around the clubhouse in St. Louis about the collision at the plate rule. You know, Mike Matheny's been very adamant that collisions are something that should be taken out of the game of baseball. And he says that this is a complete 180 from his playing days, where not only was his career cut short by collisions, 
and concussions, but he actually said he would have considered a guy soft if they didn't want to play because maybe they were suffering from a concussion. They realize now not only that it should be out of the game, but the asset that they have in Yadier Molina and how they want to keep everyone safe. So they've actually been teaching everyone for the major league level down throughout the system that you must slide and must tag at home plate. Obviously, that's not the way the rule came down. Uh, Mike Matheny was uh, very instrumental and among the very proactive members of Major League Baseball to try to get collisions completely eliminated. They're going to deal with it and, and with the rule the way that it is, but still try to avoid them at all costs. And I think they think or speculate that maybe over the next couple of years they're entirely eliminated from the game. Well, hey, I appreciate you joining us today, Chris, and hope to talk to you again pretty soon in the future about the Cardinals as we roll into this year's baseball season and uh, spring training is about to be over and the baseball season officially underway. Chad, anytime, man. Always enjoy talking to you guys. And that was our interview with Chris Raby from KMOX. Stick around. Up next, we're going to talk about the landmark decision to allow the Northwestern college football players to unionize. That's on the other side. WKBL Sports, 1250 AM. Just one more lap, and Eggle will be the youngest winner in the latest. Why is he pulling into the pit? Tom, what the? Just remembered, it's my 18th birthday. I gotta register with Selective Service. Give me the Wi-Fi laptop. But look, registration's important to our country and to me. I can't even renew my driver's license most places unless I register. Tom! And by the time you're through arguing, I'm already done. Guys, register with Selective Service online at sss.gov or at the post office. It's the law. Would you risk crossing a street busy with traffic? Against the light? Watch where you're going! Wearing a blindfold? Probably not. Other risks aren't as obvious, but could be just as deadly. Like the risk for type 2 diabetes. Take the free diabetes risk test to learn if you're at risk. Go to diabetes.org slash take the test or call 1-800-DIABETES and stop diabetes before it stops you. A message from the American Diabetes Association. Hi, this is Lauren Choate with Choate's Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. As our company goes into its 55th year of business, our family wants to say thank you to our customers. Without your referrals and repeated business, we would not be in business as long as we have been. We promise to continue to run our company with dignity and quality service that we have for all these years. To those who do not use us, we invite you to take advantage of our $79 spring AC tune-up, which includes washing out the dirt in your condenser coils, checking your refrigerant pressures, checking your electrical components, and replacing customer-provided filters. Keeping your AC system maintained can reduce your heating and cooling utility bills by as much as 30% and also help reduce unwanted breakdowns by as much as 80%. Your HVAC system needs to be serviced routinely to work at its best. Call Choates today at 755-4797 or visit our website at choateshvac.com to schedule your $79 AC tune-up. And remember, Choates, let our family serve your family. The right flooring adds so much to the appearance and personality of a room. And quality Tarkit flooring not only looks good, but lasts longer. That's why now's the best time to visit Eubanks Floor Store in Covington. Eubanks is a Christian-run business with years of experience in the flooring industry. And Mo Eubanks is a lifelong Tipton County resident, featuring Tarkit flooring for all rooms, including vinyl, laminate, wood flooring, and so much more. Come see the selection now at Eubanks Floor Store, 105C Mueller Brass Road in Covington. McGruff the Crime Dog here. Listen up to see how easily scammers can defraud senior citizens. Hello? I'm Steve from your bank. We 
had a security breach, oh so I'm calling to make sure your account hasn't been compromised in any way. Thank you. If you kindly read your credit card number and expiration... Smooth-talking criminals convincing the elderly to discuss private information. The National Crime Prevention Council wants you to know how to spot a scam and report it to local law enforcement. Learn more at ncpc.org forward slash seniors. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the U.S. Department of Justice. Welcome back in WKBL Sports, twelve fifty a.m. We're in here talking about right now college football. Why you ask? In the middle of March Madness and basketball, will we be talking college football? Well, the answer is quite simple. There was a landmark court decision made by the Labor Relations Board, yeah, the National Labor, yeah, NLRB. Uh, the judge ruled that the Northwestern players have the right to unionize. Yeah. Says they qualify as employees of the university, and that's what they, they came up with. A bunch of garbage, but... <laughs> well, wait a <laughs> minute. What do you mean? He's, you know, it, but it's got to... They're going to appeal. The NCAA's going to appeal on all the conferences that are against it. Even Northwestern's against it. It was just the, the certain group. Well, as I understand it, it only applies to private universities. Right now. The ruling. It, it doesn't apply to public yeah. universities because they don't have jurisdiction. Uh, the other thing I understand is that Northwestern is going to appeal this decision to the overall. Na- uh, this was yeah, the, the Chicago District Labor Relations. Region 13. Yeah. And so now it goes to Washington for the appeal. And this will probably sit. This will probably make it all the way to the Supreme Court, honestly. And we'll be talking about this for the next year to two years before anything is official about it. But it does give some legal foothold, at least in in some of these people's minds, the uh, some of the college athletes' minds, as far as compensation for playing at the college level. Yeah, they. I don't get it. There's some of them. They just this uh, Kane Coulter. He's a former quarterback for Northwestern kind of stirred up us whole pot and got the steelworkers union involved, which I don't, I don't understand why they even are getting involved in it. Uh, it's, I think they've got some kind of ulterior motive here. I mean, why would the United steelworkers union be involved with, I mean, I get cause of the union side of it, but why yeah, what, I'm not college sure. football, why are you even sticking your nose in that? But they're paying all these, these legal bills for these guys for this whole thing. And it's just, it's getting out of hand now because they're not looking at it from the right perspective. And now, of course, all the NCAA course is naturally going to be against it because it's going to change their way. But the, even the other schools are, are against it, and it's and they're piling on saying, "Hey, you know, this is not right." And it's saying that uh, there's a lot of giving college athletes employee status, allowing them to unite and all that. There's all kind of things that raises prospects of strikes, disgruntled players, all that kind of stuff. Well, not only and that, but it also outs. raises if I mean, uh, if you consider by the wording of this ruling, their scholarship has been considered compensation for a service, and so if their scholarship is considered compensation, then they will owe income tax on their scholarship. And well, they fail to mention that they're not talking nothing about that. They're saying they're the players. is Kane Coulter saying, hey. You know, I was paid to do a service, so I should have been compensated. It's like, well, just so y'all know out there, if you don't already know, this guy had a seventy-five thousand a year scholarship 
for four years, and he's complaining that he wasn't compensated correctly, and he should have had a union. He should have had this. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that. Well, there seventy five thousand a year. I don't care if you had to spend spend twenty hours a day being the football player. You got pay. You got an education, and they paid for all your food and all this. And now you're wanting to come back and whine about something because you know you don't think it's fair for all the players to have a union. And it's like like they talk about lockouts. Okay, say they have a lockout one day. And, I mean, this is just hypothetical. I don't think this would ever happen in the SEC. But say the, you know, Alabama and Tennessee decide they didn't like what was in the, you know, they were fed the night before the game. Oh, we're going to lock out. No, uh, that's not. I mean, I'm not knock out. I mean, uh, strike. The strike, yeah. But, or the lockout. Well, I don't like the $1,000 you gave me this semester. I think I should get two. The lockout, where the lockout would come in is uh, if the university can't reach uh, an agreement with the union on a CBA, then they would lock the players out of the locker rooms until they could reach a, a agreement of terms. Yeah, well, I mean, but I'm talking about things like the if they don't, they go to the union about how much they got paid that last semester, and then they get the unions involved to fight over the bargain, you know, bargain agreements and all that. They go, oh, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. And one point that was brought up about this that I thought was I never really thought about this before. So at least it will bring something I think to the forefront is that. College players don't get medical coverage beyond college. In other words, yes, when you're there, when you're playing for college, you get absolute top of the line medical attention at most schools. I, yeah. You know, most schools have a team doctor. They have a clinic that they they're associated with that they use. You know, here it's Campbell Clinic. Yeah. Um, but once they graduate or or don't graduate, just once they've stopped playing the sport, yeah, they're no longer. Uh, afforded that health care yeah. period well, and, and I, I some mean, of them get lifelong injuries and so one of the points in this agreement in, in well in this uh case by the so-called players association is that players would get lifetime medical treatment for things that happened in college in other words if you screw up your knee and you're going to have to have multiple surgeries over the course of your life, all of those surgeries will be covered by the university, whereas now they're only covered while you attend the university. Yeah. Well, and the, school, the schools can't afford that. That's so ridiculous to me. It's like, that's like me saying... I don't think that's ridiculous no, at all. That's like saying, I'm out here working at Walmart, and, and I if I got insurance there, well, I had an injury while I was there. Yeah, they compensate me while I'm there and stuff. But then, say I quit Walmart and I go work for you know Kroger or something. I can't expect that Walmart's going to pay my medical bills for that's the same. Oh yes, you can. If it's a workers' comp, if it's a workers' comp situation, you absolutely uh, can. Workers' comp, but I'm saying something. That's the same thing. How is that any different? You choose to play football. You don't have to go there and get that. You choose to work at Walmart. Yeah, but I'm talking about with football. You go into it knowing it's like going into. Uh, well, you're going to the military and seeing the military because you got shot in Iraq. It's the same stupid stand. Yeah, there is a certain level well, of medical now, So cares. now you don't think that the military should have to take care of veterans? No, that's that's a completely different issue. That's what you just said. No, I'm talking about you go over there and you've got medical care. Now, them, they're set up for that. If you like medical care for the rest of your life, you go over there. But you know when you go over there, you're, you're at the, you get whatever you get. But like when you go to play football and you get a scholarship on there – it's not you're not an like they're trying. That's why they're trying to make an employee. They think, oh, well, say you blow out your knee playing football, stuff happens. That's not the university's fault, and it's not there now. They take care of you while you're there. Yes, I agree with that. But once you get out and you leave that school, 
go get medical insurance. That's what it's for. If you got to have another surgery, get a you job. You know just as well as insurance. I do, though, that you getting medical insurance with a pre-existing condition, and you not know anymore. this. Supposedly not anymore. <laughs> no, you know yeah. this, though. Yeah. You know this because you are a cancer survivor, and you know about trying to get medical insurance with a pre-existing condition, and you but know I was that they'll able put to a, get it though. You know that they'll put a rider on it. That that you can't, they won't pay expenses for whatever the pre-existing condition no, is for actually, X amount of time. That's not one hundred percent true. A lot of people think that, but me and per, I, and that in my case is proof of that. I did go in there without insurance, but I, there was a government plan for me to have that wasn't Obamacare that's been around forever that did cover me for a pre-existing condition insurance. There is insurance out there, it's just people don't don't go to find it. I had to research and found it, but there is always an alternative and there's always they always want somebody to pay I, you can't expect the university to pay for everything for the rest of your life that there's no way the schools will go bankrupt that's impossible that's it's it's ridiculous i think you play football yes they they're responsible for you while you're there but once you're out of school if especially the ones that go on the nfl that have a pre-existing you know something like that you've got enough money you can go freaking get insurance and you can pay for everything you need to pay for if you get hurt while you're you know, you're blowing now if it makes you debilitating like literally where you can't work and you got you get go to the government and get disability then get 50 percent disability whatever you'll get a check from the government you can pay for that crap i mean it's just i don't get it i don't and it's getting to be now it sounds like it wants to spoil little brats that want i want more money i want more no, when you like me, when I play football in high school, if I got hurt in high school, I don't expect that high school to pay for my medical bills for the rest of my life. Now, if the coach told me to do, now if it was something I was forced, no, you go in there and play with that kind of equipment. Now I get hurt. Okay, then there's, there's see, there's a gray area too, though. If it's a certain thing where you know whatever they were doing at the university level, same thing at university level. Though. If it's something you can prove negligence on their part and it puts you in some kind of harm's way, like a, a faulty helmet or something, causes you to break your neck. Oh, that case, yes. I believe the university is kind of on the hook because they provided you with that equipment and the equipment was faulty. And then you could, you know, sue the equipment manufacturer, all that. But those kind of situations, yes. You blow your knee out because you didn't wear the knee pads you were told to because a lot of them do that. They don't wear the proper gear. That's on you. Okay, but that's, you know, that's all part of the the workman's comp equation. When you get into an employment but, situation... But, if you're in an employment relationship, that's part of a workman's comp situation is they look into were you using all the protective gear well, that yeah. you were supposed to and, and in things this case, like that. Though, to me, so, you're this, not an employee when you but go in to this case, somewhere. In, but in this case, if they were to be found employees, then yeah. they would be held to those standards to have to wear all of the equipment well, to, in order to get workman's comp. And in that case, I, I completely agree. If they, prove, if they force that, now I, I completely agree with that. That's fine. But you know that well i don't know if it comes down to this and some of this stuff does doesn't get turned over like we expect well no if they if they enter this into the if they make this an employer employee relationship between the school and the athlete then it has to follow all normal employee employer rules they have to fall under the law and it should but i mean you're talking about all these different schools i mean in 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 theory that that makes sense but all these different schools are already employers it's not like they don't employ people already well, yeah, but you're talking about a whole nother and then how do you divide up them being student versus employee i mean there's a lot of oh i'm not saying don't get me wrong at all i'm not saying that i'm in favor of unionizing players or players getting paid or players being well, employees yeah. no, i know that because I, i'm not saying any of that what i am saying is though that if that were the situation the healthcare situation would be different but i also do think that the universities do hold a little 
responsibility to some players for health care, for well, health care beyond their playing years. I do some of them. Only like, well, in situations like, uh, I can't think of the guy's name from Rutgers, the one that broke his neck on the field, that, that he's in, he's paralyzed from the waist down now. I can't think of his yeah. name. Like somebody like that, yes, I think so. Someone that's really severe, but these little injuries, it's a common injury in football. I don't, I just don't, I don't agree with that at all. We're late for a break. But when we come back, we're going to get off the football train and talk a little March Madness basketball. Sweet 16, that's on the other side. You're listening to WKBL Sports on 1250 AM. The words veteran and homeless should never go together. Michelle Garcia served in Iraq. Richard Stokely took the skills he learned in Vietnam and put them to use as a paramedic. But after they left the service, these veterans had problems with homelessness. Homelessness is the worst thing for anybody to be involved. If you are a veteran in need or you know a veteran who is homeless or at risk of being homeless, call 877-424-3838 or visit va.gov slash homeless. Did you know loan modification scams come in all shapes and sizes? They call themselves mortgage consultants, counseling services, or loan rescue firms. They target homeowners on the brink of foreclosure, and these con artists can steal your home. McGruff the crime dog here. Safeguard your finances and protect your home. Start by finding a free legitimate housing counselor today. Take the first step. Visit ncpc.org slash mortgage fraud. This message is from the National Crime Prevention Council and U.S. Department of Justice. Take a stand. Take a stand. Take a stand. Like my brother did, when he wouldn't take no for an answer. Like my wife did, when she asked the right questions. Like my friend did, when she made the call. You stood by us when we were in uniform, so stand by us now. Take a stand for those who served our country. If you're a veteran in crisis, or no one who is, the Confidential Veterans Crisis Line is here for you. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at VeteransCrisisLine.net or text 838-255. Go ahead. Open it. Thanks. It's a... Baby hazmat suit. It'll help protect your baby. There are other ways to help protect yourself and your loved ones against certain diseases. Vaccines can help and are not only important for babies and young children, but throughout your entire lifetime. To learn more about vaccines for all stages of life, talk to your healthcare professional today. A public service of Healthy Women and Merck. Every single one of his medical bills, everything, is just all taken care of. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because of you. There is St. Jude. Welcome back to WKBL Sports. I forgot to cue the music. <laughs> so it was just a it was just a run in and hey we're back. But uh we are back. This is WKBL Sports and we are in the middle of March Madness. We're here to talk about the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8. Sweet 16's over. Elite 8 begins today. We're going to go see the Florida Dayton game. Uh we saw a great game which was nearly a home game for Dayton against Stanford. Uh, in a game which uh, Richard Sherman, Super Bowl champion, uh, Seattle Seahawks, defensive back was in the house, 
Got to talk to him. Got a picture. Condoleezza Rice sitting right behind him. It was uh, quite an experience at the at the forum. Yeah, oh yeah. I even heard that Tiger Woods was there. But well, I, think I that heard was a joke. Though. I think that's a playing around. yeah. Because I was all over that arena. And I can tell you, I didn't see no Tiger. Well, Woods. here's the thing. I didn't see any pictures of Tiger Woods on well, Twitter. Too, yeah. And if you're Tiger Woods, you can't come to a place that's got 16,000 people in it and not be and, seen. And I can tell you, you're not going to hide from us. We will find you. <laughs> We're all yeah. over the place in there. There's not anywhere you're going to be able to, unless he was in some but, kind of secret compartment up in the top of the place. But Richard Sherman, real nice guy, uh, you know, spoke to us and, and uh, took pictures. So uh, didn't get to speak to Condoleezza Rice, but did see her there. Don't you want me on so our buddy, he he also thought that, that was hilarious. So we're gonna keep playing his soundbite <laughs> for that. Um, it was a great game though. The Dayton Stanford game was a great game. Didn't turn out the way Stanford wanted it to, but Dayton just—I mean, every time it looked like Stanford could climb back in, Dayton just put the pedal down. I mean, they they eleven guys finished scoring. In oh, yeah. I Dayton, mean, Dayton was all over them from the they, very they, beginning. It wasn't like this was a back and forth. I literally Dayton ran with it and just kept on going. They worked the entire bench, and it's not like they blew Stanford out. Stanford stayed close, but they worked there. In I mean, uh, Archie Miller plays the whole team just about. Oh yeah, and yeah. just keeps it going. And so now you've got Archie Miller, whose brother, by the way, is Sean Miller, who is the coach of Arizona. So two brothers now, uh, both advance on to the Elite Eight. Oh yeah, yeah and they it was a good game. And they looked shockingly, like, almost just alike. Like, you would sw- yeah. swear you were looking at Sean Miller uh, when you're looking at Archie. Because when we seen him down there, it was like... But uh, he... Uh, uh, Dayton has really shown me something. I mean, they're really impressive. Yeah, they're pretty good. It, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do against Florida because Florida is just unreal, especially seeing them in person and seeing... They're, they're huge. They move fast. They're just... All over the place, and they, and they, uh, they took care of UCLA. But yeah, Dayton's fans were really loud. It was almost like, not quite, but like a, a Memphis home game. Like it was unreal because they took up a pretty good bit of the seats, but not full. But you would have thought the place was full of nothing but Dayton fans. Whenever they were really getting on it towards the end, when it was obvious that Stanford was gonna lose the game. They were really, and they were showing out a little bit, and they 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 were just too much for Stanford. It's like Stanford just didn't know how to they deal with them. They couldn't ever close the gap, yeah, sufficiently. And Stanford wasn't shooting well either. I mean, it's not to take anything from Dayton. I mean, Dayton beat them hands down. And then Florida, kind of, Florida and UCLA played back and forth for a little while in the yeah. second game, but Florida was able to basically take a double digit yeah. lead and hold on to it for most of the night. And it was a typical style, you know. They just kind of they toyed with it. it. Looked like they were toying with them. For the first half, almost like they just wore them down. Like you could just, it just seemed like in UCLA didn't couldn't buy a bucket there for a little bit, and then once Florida got them down, it was just like they just stayed on them, and it was pretty much over. Well, and you've got Tennessee, our only local, you know, so called local team left. Uh, they go, they lose in a tight game to Michigan, and really it wasn't that tight. Michigan was up by fifteen at one point. Yeah. And Tennessee just did what they do, worked hard, worked their way back into that game, and were able to almost, it came down to a last play where they called a charge on Jarnell Stokes, and he was, he claims that he didn't think it was a charge. 
it was definitely a call play from the coach. From, from everything that, that I've heard and seen, the coach yeah. said, he's going to lower his shoulder, you stand there and take the charge. And sure enough, that's what happened. And so the game sort of ends on that. Uh, that you know, there was a heave at the end, didn't make it. And so Michigan moves on. By, uh, it's a two-point game. But you got to give Conzo Martin in Tennessee a ton of credit. I mean, you're talking about an 11 seed that, that was in the play-in game. Yeah. And some people didn't even pick them to get past NC State in that game. Oh, yeah. And now to make it to the Sweet 16 in a year where the SEC is considered to be terrible, in a year where the, the SEC was only going to get in Florida and Kentucky until Tennessee snuck in, in a lot of people's opinions, for them, for all three SEC teams, number one, to make it to the Sweet 16, but then for you know Tennessee, even though they lost, but for them to get that close to an Elite Eight in a year that they – weren't necessarily supposed to be that good. Yeah. I think it says a lot for that program. Uh-huh. And they definitely, I think there was a lot of talk this year about Conzo Martin being on the hot seat. But, I mean, we know that seat's cold as ice right now. He's not going anywhere, you know, number one, because Bruce Pearl's gone, but number two, because of the job he's done there now. Yeah, they you could tell Coach Conzo, they were, his foot, he was halfway out the door in everybody's mind. Out in Knoxville, you could tell they were just ready for it. And then all of a sudden, they get in the tournament. Now it's like, oh, wait a minute. We're, I mean, you, you're, you know, one shot away from being in the Elite Eight. And that's just, you know, that, that I didn't ever just saw that coming. I mean, of course, it worked out for me because it won our brackets out of Michigan. I have Michigan going my, they're one of my final fours. So they, they dodged that bullet. I was really sweating it there at the end. I thought, man, Tennessee's probably going to do it, which I would have been happy for Tennessee had they won because that, that's good for the SEC and, local team you know but and i hate it that they did and that would have been neat to see them because they would be playing kentucky so <laughs> of course they yeah. played early in the year and you know it's i don't know if it's been as fascinating because they've already played and everything but you know it's still they it's somebody familiar so it makes it even that much tennessee just had the the best picks all the way down through there so it's a shame they didn't get to but you know it's good you know good look for next year it shows what their potential is so they they should have some more recruits coming in and then maybe it'll help them for next year. Well, and like you said, uh, Kentucky they were able to squeak by. They were behind this whole game. They were behind Louisville. I think Louisville had a twelve or thirteen point lead at one point, and Kentucky stayed behind. They were up two nothing ten seconds into the game, and then that was the only lead they held the entire game until the very end, and they're able to pull it off. And eliminate Louisville, who I had in at least one of my brackets as my national champion, but I had it in my Final Four every time. And it was shocking to me. Even though I know Kentucky beat Louisville earlier in the year and I knew it would be a competitive game, I really thought Louisville would pull it out. And so for that was shocking to me, but you got to give him a lot of credit. Julius Randle was a monster in there. I mean, he he had a double-double by, I think, the 15 or 16-minute mark in the second half. Yeah, it was really, it was early. And so this guy plays so well. You just thought that Louisville would have the personnel to outlast Kentucky. But they. it turns out that uh, they did not. And Louisville really, had it gone to overtime, uh, and it could have very well gone to overtime. And had it gone to overtime, Louisville, Van Trees had fouled out. Montrez Harrell had fouled out. They they weren't going to do anything with them in overtime. So it was probably fine for it to end the way it did. 
Uh, you certainly hate that for those guys who thought they were underseeded, but now you look at it and say, man, if Louisville thought they were underseeded, and Kentucky had an eight seed now yeah. going to the Elite Eight to well, face Michigan tomorrow. And Kentucky went in strong because they almost took out Florida in the SEC championship game. And they've just, I don't know. They, of course, they claim they changed something up to get them ready. You know, I don't, I don't know what it was, but apparently it's working at the moment. I, I, I think Michigan will beat them, but it's also me rooting for Michigan because that's they're in my final four. So I'm one step away from that one getting there. So I, but I, I, think I had Michigan Kentucky handled. getting this far. I didn't have Kentucky getting further than this. Uh, now, Kentucky can beat Michigan. I think. I mean, just oh, by capable. looking at oh, the yeah. straight matchups, yeah. I think they can. There's a very beat good them. possibility it could happen. I, it just depends on who comes in hot. I think because they're Speaking both. Speaking of winning. Kentucky, John Calipari was did an interview with Channel Three uh, about Josh Pastner. He found time in his preparation for his yeah. Sweet Sixteen to talk about Josh Pastner to the local media. And what he said was, basically, he said his advice to Josh Pastner was to stop listening to Sports Talk Radio and stop reading the newspaper and just do your job. Uh, but he said he definitely thinks that Josh Pastner is the guy for the job, the right guy for the job. And I'm thinking, when I see that, I'm thinking, do you think that Memphis people really care what you think? First of all, that could be detrimental to a coach here with the reputation Calipari has here. Yeah. If Calipari puts his stamp of approval, he he could have just sealed Josh's firing. Yeah. I mean, we know he didn't. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it, it's... If it was in a position where they were thinking about it. I just it. wonder... I just wonder... I mean, I understand. Look, he's the former coach. They, I mean, you know, you got a reporter up there. You ask him some questions. But... I mean, really, I was just thinking the whole time, does anybody really care what Calipari thinks about Josh Pastner? Is that going to change any, all of these so-called negative Nellies that talk uh, bad about Pastner? And, and, you know, I've been, I've took, I've taken up for Josh Pastner a lot on this show. Uh, but I think that all the people that are negative about Josh Pastner, I don't think this changes their opinion at all. No. I hear from John Anything, Calipari. Like you said, it'll just infuriate them even more. <laughs> They'll just go, and I get why he's in part. I mean, Pazner was on his staff and all that. He's going to protect his, you know, old coaches. You know, oh yeah, yeah. He wants but, his, you know, he's all about his legacy and his coaching tree. He wants his coaching tree to be strong, like yeah. uh, some of the other great coaches, you know. So he's definitely going to take up for somebody that was on his staff. But, but we got a lot more, lot more, lot more basketball to cover because the lead eight kicks off today. Like we said, Florida will. Take on Dayton. That will be at FedEx Forum this evening at 5 o'clock. I also want to throw a quick reminder to you that directly following this show, I will be out at Baird Chevrolet, the all-new Baird Chevrolet in Covington. So come on out there and see me. Be right back. This is WKBL Sports on 1250 AM. Take a stand. Take a stand. Take a stand. Like my brother did, when he wouldn't take no for an answer. Like my wife did, when she asked the right questions. Like my friend did, when she made the call. You stood by us when we were in uniform, so stand by us now. Take a stand for those who served our country. 
If you're a veteran in crisis or no one who is, the Confidential Veterans Crisis Line is here for you. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at VeteransCrisisLine.net or text 838-255. Go ahead. Open it. Thanks. It's a... Baby hazmat suit. It'll help protect your baby. There are other ways to help protect yourself and your loved ones against certain diseases. Vaccines can help and are not only important for babies and young children, but throughout your entire lifetime. To learn more about vaccines for all stages of life, talk to your healthcare professional today. A public service of Healthy Women and Merck. Every single one of his medical bills, everything, is just all taken care of. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. At St. Jude, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because of you. There is St. Jude. Just one more lap, and Eggle will be the youngest winner in... Wait a second. Why is he pulling into the pit? Tom, what the... Just remembered, it's my 18th birthday. I gotta register with Selective Service. Give me the Wi-Fi laptop. But... Look, registration's important to our country and to me. I can't even renew my driver's license most places unless I register. Tom! And by the time you're through arguing, I'm already done. Guys, register with Selective Service online at sss.gov or at the post office. It's the law. Hi, this is Lauren Choate with Choate's Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. As our company goes into its 55th year of business, our family wants to say thank you to our customers. Without your referrals and repeated business, we would not be in business as long as we have been. We promise to continue to run our company with dignity and quality service that we have for all these years. To those who do not use us, we invite you to take advantage of our $79 spring AC tune-up, which includes washing out the dirt in your condenser coils, checking your refrigerant pressures, checking your electrical components, and replacing customer-provided filters. Keeping your AC system maintained can reduce your heating and cooling utility bills by as much as 30% and also help reduce unwanted breakdowns by as much as 80%. Your HVAC system needs to be serviced routinely to work at its best. Call Choate's today at 755-4797 or visit our website at choateshvac.com to schedule your $79 AC tune-up. And remember, Choate's, let our family serve your family. Welcome back. Final segment, WKBL Sports, here on 1250 AM. Adam and Chad here with you. I'm Chad. He's Adam. We're talking college basketball, March Madness. We are set up now with the Elite Eight. And that means that the two teams that win today and the two teams that win tomorrow, that's your Final Four. We start out with Florida and Dayton. Here at FedEx Forum, 5 o'clock. Adam, who you got in this game? Oh, I got Florida. I think Dayton's going to give them some trouble, but I just uh, Florida's just too big and physical. and Dayton's going to try to run them up and down the court and wear them out. And I, I think they might at first. They're going to probably come right out and smack them in the mouth and make Florida go, uh-oh, these guys are ready to play. Plus, Dayton's probably going to have half the forum full. I mean, they had tons of fans, and I'm sure more have come in since especially after they beat uh stanford so how fast uh, let's say dayton wins tomorrow or even if they don't at what point how many days after dayton's season ends whenever it is even if it's with a national championship 
how many days after their season ends does Archie is it take for Archie Miller to take another job? Uh, I don't know if he would. I wonder if I think Dayton would throw some money at him, but I don't know. See, I guess they're looking at like whose job would be open though. I don't know who they don't know if anybody that's big is gonna lose their job after the season's over with. Don't for big jobs, you know, somebody that throw a lot of money at him. I just don't know who is out Marquette there. is open now, and uh, Shaka Smart turned them down after they yeah. pretty much they all but announced Shaka Smart as their head coach. Yeah, and uh, then it turned out that he was not interested no, in that bad. job, and he's turned down plenty of high profile jobs in the past. I don't know. I didn't. so Marquette could be after Archie Miller immediately after this. I, I, I say within three days, Archie Miller is announced as, as a head coach somewhere else. Talking about if they win the national title? No, I'm talking about if they lose today. If they lose know. today. I don't think it's far enough. I think Dayton will throw a little bit of money. You know, they'll give him a raise and just to keep him around. I think he I think he likes Dayton too much to do that. Plus, to me, just doing it once isn't enough. Next year they come back, make a decent – I don't mean the same run because, I mean, it's like a Cinderella thing. Yeah, you go maybe Sweet well, 16. Look, you get maybe not- second round. Uh, you know, okay. Dayton is not full of chumps because well, no, you, you are talking good. about a team that's in the A-10. And the A-10 yeah. has proven to be one of the better basketball conferences that there is. I, I think that's why Dayton's playing so well. You're even playing against a bunch of guys that are constantly coming at you. Yeah, they might not be the Big Ten or one of these other ACC with a bunch of these big names, but they have quality opponents enough, at, at least at their level. And you play that all year, you just, you know, you get hit the hot at the right time and that's what's happening now. They've just been on a tear, and they've been beating everybody. Like, hey, it hasn't been close last-minute shot kind of games or nothing. They've been doing pretty well. I mean, other than the, the Ohio State deal. But that that's the reason why I think they're not quite there. I, I think Florida will handle them. Even if they got past Florida, I don't see them beating Michigan State. I, and, I mean, I know Michigan State's got to play UConn today. Uh, and that could be a today, tough matchup. I'm sorry, Sunday. Yeah, that's tomorrow. But that could be a tough matchup for Michigan State. Yeah. Because – they can. Yeah. You've got DeAndre Daniels down low. They, they can do damage for UConn. Plus, they have the outside game with Shabazz Napier. And if Gafai can get on fire, which, you know, yeah. he's, he's, you know but he's not always hitting like he was against Memphis. I think this, this is where I think uh, Michigan State gets them, though, is because same way that UConn did to – or the way that Memphis was done to, by Virginia, I think Michigan State does the same to UConn. They're going to slow them down force them to make which UConn does have those perimeter shooters though so it, it may come down to a shootout but Michigan State's going to try to keep them from getting the ball as much as possible and I think if, if Michigan State has a bad day percentage wise from the field oh yeah easily yeah UConn could and if UConn it's, it's going to be a mismatch but it, it could go either way with them it's so hard to, I mean UConn's been playing better than I thought they would I figured UConn would have been gone a long time ago and they've been pretty consistent but I I still think Michigan State's going to get it, I, but could be wrong. I mean, I think UConn's got a chance. It's just as good as anybody. So, okay, so you've got Florida in that game. I got Florida also. Yeah, I got Florida and Dayton. In Florida Dayton, and then I've got, but I'm going to take UConn in the UConn Michigan State matchup. I'm going to take UConn. Now, what do you think about Michigan and Kentucky anymore? I'm going with Michigan here. I think this one's going to be the closest game. Well, no. Actually, Arizona and Wisconsin, I'm going to go as close. But, yeah, Michigan and Kentucky, that one on Sunday, too. I don't know. I Even though Michigan was close with Tennessee, I, 
I think they can mismatch a little bit with Kentucky, and Kentucky had a you know that struggle with Louisville might have wore. I mean, yeah, they get a day in between, but I, it may have wore them out a little bit. Yeah, Michigan had a little physical game with Tennessee, but it's a little different when they, them two rivals go at it, you know Louisville and Kentucky. They, I'm sure it just. Oh yeah, everything is out, left yeah. out on the floor. And then sure. yeah, you come off of something like that. I think some of that's gonna have play a role, but I, I think Michigan. Well, and part of it's too because. Uh, well, two reasons. I, I got Michigan going to the final four in my bracket, and I don't care for Cal Perry. So I, I want to see Kentucky get dropped by somebody. I don't care who it is. I just don't want them to make it to the championship game. That Oh, and then my third reason, the dude with the whole tattoo thing we were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, in case you hadn't heard that, he put the was it, 2014 champions, champions or something on it. Yeah, got it yeah. tattooed because he said he had that. He believed that much in the Kentucky Wildcats basketball that they're going to win the national championship. So he already has the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. that was the story that came out. Uh, I'll take Michigan in that game, too. I, I just don't think Kentucky can get any further. I, I think they got about – they got one round further than I think they should. And they've have. been squeaking and, by everybody. They squeaked by you know Louisville. They squeaked by Wichita. You know now Arizona and Wisconsin. I already know who you're going to pick, uh, but I really think Wisconsin's got this game. I think Wisconsin uh, may be at this point the favorite, if not the second favorite, to win it all. They'll. I still like Florida to win the national title. But I'm really liking the way Wisconsin's playing ball right now. Well, I think they beat if they beat Arizona and Michigan beats Kentucky, Wisconsin probably gets to the title game because they've played. I've I saw the game last time Wisconsin Michigan played, and Wisconsin should be able to. You know, of course it's different sometime playing them the second time. I mean, it, sometimes it changes, but I I think at that point I'd go with yeah, Wisconsin is probably going. But I don't think Wisconsin. Well, one I know they won't beat Michigan State. Well, I guess it could, but I, I know because of the the. Uh, Big Ten game, you know, they Michigan State took care of business there, and I figure they'll they'll do it again if they have to play them again. Florida, same thing. I I'm just not sure Wisconsin can stack up against Florida. I just I'm big on that. I think I still think Florida is really going to be tough to beat, especially if if they can come out of their bracket beating Michigan State or UConn. If they can just come in there and beat them too, and Dayton. Well, I mean Dayton's not Dayton's going to give them a run. Dayton's going giving them a chance to show they can beat different types of teams because Dayton's going to run them up and down the court. And if they can take care of that and beat Michigan State, I just don't see anybody out of that east side of the brackets. Now, I do out. think if Dayton is somehow able to upset Florida today, then I think that Dayton is going to run up against a brick wall when they hit Michigan State. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a total... I think UConn would do the same thing to them that they did to Memphis. It'd be the same kind of thing they'd force them to make shots and they're good i mean i think dayton's a little better in the I perimeter than memphis than is memphis. but at the, they're gonna try that same effect you know and if you figure if uconn beat memphis by 20 then could have been 30 yeah. yeah dayton they'll probably beat them by you know 10 or 5 you know i think it's you know they'd still find a way unless dayton gets really but dayton's been doing good i mean and they got a fan base well, behind them. that fan base is following them they travel. every game wow. is like a home game i didn't expect that. i mean i figured it's first how time loud. in a while but they were loud how loud was i mean it was really it was deafening in there it felt like listen there were uh and even you commented that in tournament games at least we'd never seen the upper deck full like that yeah. uh, they were all the way if at least in mid-court all the way to the top of the form. Literally, I mean, all the way to the last seat to the wall. No, I mean, you know, Tiger games obviously get loud in there, but this was louder wow. than some Tiger games I've been to. Yeah. 
and it wasn't even that many. I mean, they were just one cold corner all the way up, and then a bunch of them at the very top but, middle. Buddy, they were they brought it, and then and I'm excited today. I'm excited today to see how many more people they bring to come out today to play against Florida. Uh, because I believe that they'll come out and even I believe some more people once they won. I believe other people started booking tickets and getting on the bus to come oh, down yeah. here and see Dayton. So it'll be it'll be electric. Yeah, oh, yeah. This evening it's gonna be a the, nice day. Floor. It's gonna be nice. The weather's gonna be calm. It's gonna be kind of cloudy, but it, it'll be kind of cool at night. But it'll be a good time to be out there by the forum and um, all the, the even the gear they had there for the Sweet Sixteen and the Lead Eight stuff. The shirts, all that stuff was really cool looking. That stuff did look pretty yeah. cool. The it? Final Four basketballs. If you get a chance to go down there, the Wilson basketballs they're selling. I think they're like twenty or twenty five dollars, but they were actually really cool. They almost kind of Grizzlies color. They were like a that blue, dark, dark blue with the, it looked like maybe it was gray though, but it was actually a really cool. It was Final Four, you know, it was just representing the tournament. Speaking of the Grizzlies, before we uh, before we get out of here, I did want to mention to everybody that the Grizzlies is having a Tipton County night. You may be familiar with this uh, concept from the Redbirds. I don't know if the Grizzlies have done this before or not. It's the first I've heard about it. Uh, they may have been doing it. I think they, they may have been doing this yeah. for years, and I just didn't know. But uh, they're having a Tipton County night that is this Friday night against the Golden State. Well, no, uh, sorry, the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Right, yeah. So uh, come out and see that game. Uh, they got special ticket prices and stuff. I think you can go to uh, grizzlies.com and get all that information. But I, I would I would recommend if you're gonna catch a Grizzlies game, it's probably a good time too because they're they're really battling right now to try to get that uh, five seed in the play. I mean they they can get the five seed. We didn't even think they would make the playoffs, and now they can get the five seed. So it's really starting to kind of get exciting around the Grizzlies program. Uh, and so now is the time. And, and since it's Tipton County night, and we are Tipton County, let's go out there and make a good showing for ourselves. And I also want to tell everybody that. Immediately following this show, like right now, like as soon as I push this button and get off the air, I will be at Baird Chevrolet in Covington, the all-new Baird Chevrolet. It's Customer Appreciation Day. They're inviting all former customers of Country Chevrolet, all former customers of Atkins Brothers Chevrolet to come out there. They're having food bunch of prizes giveaways stuff like that we're going to be giving away stuff with the radio station there's going to be the uh the inflatable things you know for the kids what do you call those bounce house things bouncy yeah yeah. bouncy castle (laughs) yeah that's all going to be out there so uh, it's going to be a big time so come out and uh see us out there uh baird chevrolet that's on highway 51 in covington next week we're going to talk rugby with Justin Whitmer in our local focus segment. And we will know who the Final Four is when we talk to you again. For Adam Craig, I'm Chad Gatlin. This has been WKBL Sports on 1250 AM. See ya. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.